Want to create a website in just an hour or less? How about a fully responsive and designed website for you in just about five minutes? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not impossible, but it's totally possible with the team over at Gambix. Gambix uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence and machine learning to build websites in just minutes. Yes, just minutes. And that's not all. They can also help you outrank your foes and, of course, obliterate the competition through their advanced SEO and e-commerce platform. Make sure to take advantage of that because they not only have advanced analytics that's going to help you see where you need to improve and also see what your competitors are doing, but it also helps that their prices are very, very good as well. So check out Gambix at gambixit.com. And if you need a website, an app, digital marketing, or even business consulting, they're there for you. What's up, Panther Nation, and welcome to another exciting episode of The Prowl Report. I'm your host, the one, the only Panther Guru. On this episode, we're going to dive in to a couple of different things that have been going on with the Panthers. Of course, there's a lot of updates since the last time we talked. Number one, if you don't know, I mean, the biggest news, we've been talking about all this stuff on Twitter and Instagram and, of course, all the Carolina Panthers fans in real life. Matt Rule, of course, was fired. And Steve Wilkes has taken over as the interim head coach. Obviously, that's a interesting position to be in for Steve Wilkes. The interim head coach position is one that typically hasn't really led to many interim head coaches getting that spot when it's all said and done especially not in Carolina, is looking like a lame duck type of position for Steve Wilkes. But Steve Wilkes does have a lot of head coaching opportunity and potential in him. So hopefully he's able to either stay with the Panthers again next year, uh, the defensive coordinator position, or he can move on to another head coaching position like he did in Arizona. So wishing... Steve Wilkes, a really, really good opportunity even beyond next season. I mean, beyond this season, going into next season. So nobody knows why Ben McAdoo wasn't really fired along with the entire coaching staff sweep. A lot of people have been calling for Ben McAdoo's firing. And, of course, you know, Phil Snow is no longer the defensive coordinator. Let's switch gears a little bit. Let's talk about the Panthers' loss last week. The Panthers did end up losing last week to the Rams, the L.A. Rams. And the Panthers, I mean, it's not like we really expected them to win the way the offense has been performing. A next-gen stat posted that Quarterback P.J. Walker was only able to throw for one yard beyond the line of scrimmage. And most of his other throws, actually all of his throws that game, were behind the line of scrimmage that were taken forward for the gains that were made. P.J. was subsequently injured during that matchup, but was able to return to practice and will be starting 
this weekend against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Other injury news that's notable, Sam Darnold and Bravion Roy will be returning from IR designation, so they'll be back in the fold and able to start practicing. And of course, Darnold and Bravion Roy were at practice yesterday, which was Wednesday, and also will be practicing today. When Sam Darnold spoke to the media, he was just saying that he wanted to make sure that he got all of the reps possible without any discomfort to his injury to avoid any flare-ups or any swelling. So Sam Darnold has been returned to the fold and probably will overtake P.J. Walker in the coming weeks as he continues to practice and continues to work his way back from injury. No notable news right now on Baker Mayfield. And when Steve Wilkes was asked about Baker Mayfield returning to the starting position in the helm for that, he was really noncommittal. And this kind of lets me know that we'll see Sam Darnold as the next man up when it comes to who we'll see playing quarterback again the rest of this season. And probably just maybe a mix depending on how he performs. But ultimately, the Carolina Panthers are getting a new quarterback next year. That's for sure. This was the end of Sam Darnold's um, deal. This was a one-year rental for Baker Mayfield. So he will be gone. And I do think maybe P.J. may stay um, if the new regime ends up liking him. But I really doubt it. I think that this is the end of P.J. Walker as well. The whole QB room gets swept. Matt Corral may stay or maybe they might get rid of him. But I ultimately see us drafting a quarterback next year, especially because we'll definitely end up with a top five pick, if not the number one or number two overall pick in next year's draft. Speaking of picks, let's segue into the other bit of news that, you know, if you haven't been tuning into our social media accounts, which is at the Prow Report on Twitter or at I am Panther Guru one on Twitter, then you may have missed that Robbie Anderson wide receiver was traded to the Arizona Cardinals as well. But the compensation left a lot of Panthers fans really upset. And here's why. The Panthers traded Robbie Anderson for a 2020, um, for, I mean, for a sixth rounder in 2024 and a seventh rounder. So a sixth and a seventh rounder for Robbie Anderson. That left a lot of Panthers fans notably upset. They didn't feel like we got any type of compensation for him. You know, with a 2024 sixth round pick and then a seventh round pick, of course, in the following year's draft. So not even any picks for next year. And the compensation being sixth and seventh rounders for a guy, Robbie Anderson, who was a number one with the Jets, was clearly a number two when he came over to the Carolina Panthers. And who undisclosed sources has said could have been traded earlier in the season for at least a fourth and a fifth round pick, if not as high as a third from a desperate some desperate teams for wide receivers across the league. And I almost said who they were saying that he could have gone to for that third round pick. But it is what it is. Um, 
Robbie Anderson clearly didn't want to be there anymore after he got into an argument with the coaches and was sent off. You know, and sent to the locker room early by the coaches. It's clear that he didn't want to be there. Whatever internal conversations that they had, it was it was all they could take. The trade was made probably too hastily. They moved him way too quickly. But the Cardinals needed him, especially with their star wide receiver, Hollywood Brown, getting hurt. But now they'll have him, and then also they get DeAndre Hopkins, whose um, suspension is up and will be returning. And they play the Saints on Thursday Night Football tonight. So I don't know how much that means for the Panthers because even with a struggling NFC South, we're struggling all together. And we're going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm hoping that the scheduling gods and the scheduling people in the NFL take it way, way easier on us next year with a talented roster and a brand-new quarterback who should at least give us the opportunity of having a franchise quarterback again and a whole new head coaching staff. Hoping that with some good scheduling as well, we can turn it around next year and the years to come. We want to get back to winning football here in the Carolinas. I think it will be excellent, excellent, excellent to see this Panthers team rocking and rolling again. And, you know, so we can get back to the days where we were a successful franchise. David Tepper also addressed the media, not this week, but the previous week. And I know a lot of fans were really upset with David Tepper and didn't really like the commentary that he had. If you haven't watched that media address, probably go back and watch it. Most owners don't really want to speak to the media. And Dave Tepper showed a lot of um, impatience in certain parts when it came to his address with the media. But I just know that the Panthers will be getting a whole new coaching staff come next year. And let's hope for a really, really good head coaching candidate, the one that we were supposed to get the first time because Matt Rule was never it. They're definitely going to get an NFL caliber head coach and hopefully some of the bright spots on this staff get to stay, um, especially because the Panthers did bring in a lot more NFL caliber head coaches when Matt Rule was trying to save his job. And Baker just did not end up being the answer for the Carolina Panthers. Some fans blame it on him not being here long enough to really grasp things. Other people believe that, you know, the offensive line play. There's so many different things that people are looking to blame it on, but ultimately things were just not cohesive. Next year, with a new head coach, come in, start laying the groundwork. Draft comes, free agency comes. They can stop the bias on who they actually pick, and hopefully some free agents want to come to Carolina for the new regime. And have an NFL head coach that hopefully that we can get it as respected. That can also help with the recruiting of high caliber free agents. And then ultimately rebuilding at the, the through the draft, of course, and getting the quarterback of the future that we need 
as we already have Iki Kwanu as our offensive line bookend at the left tackle position for the foreseeable future. And just making some more upgrades on that offensive line. You know, now they have an opportunity to give Cade Mays some reps, you know. Man, it's like the guy that has not gotten many reps at all, being inactive most of the time, giving Terrace Marshall some reps too so we can finally see what Terrace Marshall can do. Even, you know, if it's in a losing effort, I don't think most people realize the reps that these guys need go a long way. And that's why I was saying, you know, even on Twitter and got into a really good discussion on some of the Twitter spaces, Matt Corral would have been great, you know, to start right now because now he could have got all those reps that he he's not going to be able to get. And it always helps when you get live game reps. I mean, Iki Kwanu, I'm sure if you've been paying attention to any of his commentary as well, these reps have been vital for him. Imagine how much better Iki Kwanu is going to be going into his sophomore season, you know, already having played against a lot of the best NFL pass rushers. And going to get even more uh, pressure put on him going against the Buccaneers. The schedule so far has been so brutal on Iki Kwanu. But that's what he needed to really get better. You know, I think anybody, you have to look at things from two perspectives. From the athlete perspective and then also from a system type of perspective. Of course, you benefit from playing in better systems with better talent. And of course, ultimately, it always comes down to really good coaching. But James Campen is, is one that's really respected across the league. So Iki Kwano, even though it's been hard for him to really go against a lot of these beastly pass rushers and getting um, um, blown by in some, uh, in some efforts, it's still going to do him a lot of good, you know, in the terms of development when you talk about transitioning to a, from a college game to a pro game. And then ultimately, it's good to get a lot of some of these other guys' reps that need it, that absolutely need it to continue to say, hey, for evaluation purposes, for development purposes, you're actually getting to play in live games and get those moments. And I really want to see Terrace Marshall. I really, really do. I'm not going to lie. I really like Terrace Marshall. I don't want to let my bias come into play. But I want I want the, the jury not to be out on him based on him just having a really, really excellent camp and then not playing much versus, okay, yeah, really, really excellent camp. He came in, mm, it's a little bit dysfunction going on, a lot of dysfunction going on with the sputtering offense and everything like that. But, you know, he was able to have some bright spots. But with the offense not performing well and the play calling not being good either, I wonder how much that's gonna really going to benefit him. Let's close on this note there's a lot of talk about there being a fire sale as we go from week seven to ultimately the trade deadline that's looming people have been talking about christian mccaffrey being offered up next as the next trading piece to go the pandas have notably said and and just because they dropped the ball with robbie anderson in compensation I mean, if you really want to say it's dropping the ball based on Robbie Anderson's poor performances uh, all season long and all the drops. But Christian McCaffrey, they're saying that they absolutely want a considerable amount of compensation to move him. And I'll say this as they should. Christian McCaffrey on any of these teams 
whether it's the Buffalo Bills, whether it's the San Francisco 49ers, or even on a team like the Denver Broncos, makes all of those teams better. It makes the Bills almost a shoo-in to go to the Super Bowl. It makes the 49ers a very scary team in the NFC that can challenge the Eagles. And it also makes the Denver Broncos even more relevant because it takes so much pressure off the bad performance of Russell Wilson. So absolutely, I applaud the Carolina Panthers for saying that they shouldn't accept anything less than a couple of first-rounders, maybe two first-rounders, and some people will say, oh, Christian McCaffrey's injury, how can you say that? He can never get two first-rounders, even if he was the best running back in the league at one point. Fair enough. Still a first and a third next year? Or a first and a fourth and a fifth, the following drafts, are adequate compensation for Christian McCaffrey? I think anything less than that we're, we're playing ourselves. And of course, there's other trade packages that people want to throw together. People are saying second round this year, second, uh, second and a fourth this year, and a second and a third next year is adequate compensation because you get two second round picks and a third and a fourth, one this year, one next year. That should be considered good draft. I mean, yeah, good draft compensation for Christian McCaffrey. But ultimately, they've got to get something Decent for Christian McCaffrey. He cannot go for nothing. And a lot of those teams like the Buffalo Bills, the LA Rams, who are looking to move Cam Akers, of course, the San Francisco 49ers, those teams that are in win-now mode can give up the picks for a running back that can run behind a much-improved offensive line, which will help him stay healthy. And make these teams contenders, not just for this year, but for years to come. The Buffalo Bills offense, I mean, no disrespect to Devin Singletary, but with Christian McCaffrey becomes one that everybody's going to be using on Madden uh, to just destroy teams. And in real life, it's even more scarier because Christian McCaffrey is even better in real life when he's completely healthy. And like I keep reiterating, not running behind a 30th ranked offensive line can help him stay healthy. Very, very curious on Panther Nation's thoughts on that. So let's talk about it. Follow us on Twitter at The Prowl Report. And then also follow me on Twitter at The Panther Guru One. Join the Facebook group. We have a lot of good discussions going on there the Prowl Report Facebook group, and then also make sure that you follow us on IG as well. But definitely engage with us on all socials because we love to have these type of discussions. And as Panthers fans in general, we all support each other. Panthers media has been great to me um, and definitely love, love, love engaging with you guys. Don't worry, everything will be okay, even though I know it's tough to see our team lose. It's extremely tough, 
but everything will be okay and the Carolina Panthers will bounce back. I am absolutely sure of it. And we're going to be a very, very good team once again. Take care. Keep pounding.